1: Yes, hello, hello, good afternoon and good night. Good morning, good afternoon and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon and good night is because we are lucky enough now to be podcasted around the world to over 35 countries and here in Adelaide every Monday from 2 to 3 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to um, the people who... um, Thanks. Of course, last week was Valentine's Day. Um, we gave out um, Valentine's wishes and to everybody, and we got quite a few back. So, <laughs> thank you. And uh, of course, the the um, uh, people that uh, responded w- was really great. But I do want to say um, I got some emails from the team of people over in Burundi, um, and I'd never. Um, realised that people there were listening and hearing our podcast. And it was the same thing as I said to Ron before. We have students and people at different universities or people here in Adelaide who have friends and relatives back home and they send them uh, the link to Happy Business Radio. So people now are listening to it and growing. And I've asked people to share it. So if you find something interesting – just you know, click share it. You know, send a send us a, re- a request to whatever you want to hear, and uh, we would do that for you, of course. But more importantly, when you share something like this, that um, we, we've had other answers, and and just a while ago we were do- talking to somebody um, how somebody shared something that helped somebody else to share it, and then they found out that they benefited from the, the information that they had been shared. And that's what this show is really all about. But today, I have a a very interesting guest. My guest today is uh, Michael Santagata. He's uh, an Italian background, right? Uh, raised here in Australia, but he has uh, a business here in in Adelaide and we'll talk about that in a minute. So, Michael, welcome to the program. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, Michael, just tell us about what you're doing now. Like, What is your business? What, what? Uh, how do we find you? So uh, my business name is Grand
2: Vision Design. Yep. And what I do is I help people design...
1: Their Grand Vision. Well, their Grand <laughs> Vision, correct.
2: Uh, that's what the name represents. Yep. And uh, what we do is we help people put their dreams, budgets, council requirements and all those limitations mm-hmm. that you've got and we put it together and they get a final outcome that
1: yeah, excellent. be proud of. We'll come back and talk about that. But what I want to talk about, and the reason why we do Happy Business Radio, is to make people realise that sometimes they're doing something that they never knew they were going to be doing. And so many people um, know from a very early age what they want to do and some have no idea. And uh, previous speakers and that we've had here, uh, he was like 55 and still didn't know what he was doing. And then uh, we mentioned it before, but he was 55. He'd done so many different jobs and so many different things and everything he tried seemed to have the opposite to the Midas touch. Everything he touched turns to dust. And when he was 55, he realised and he said to himself, why me? Why is this happening to me? And he started to look inwardly instead of outwardly, instead of blaming everybody and you know, it's his fault, her fault, their fault, whatever. And he never had a really good relationship. He had lots of things go wrong. Um, and then, when he started to ask the right questions, all of a sudden, between the ages of 55 and 60, he became a multimillionaire. In, in the last five years, he's, he's now a multimillionaire. But he wants to share that. Right. So I'll try and get him on the radio one day soon because he was still a bit skeptical about coming on. He says, Oh no, my story's not inspiring. I said, What do you mean not inspiring? I said, You know, you've done everything, you've tried everything, you're such a miserable dog for most of your life. And now, you know, you in the last five years you've become a multimillionaire. And he still doesn't believe he's got something to share. You know, so it's interesting how self belief is so important. But let me ask you this question, Michael. How old were you when you really thought you knew what you wanted to do? All sorts of different jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, you uh, wanted to be a policeman as well, did you? Police or a policeman, pilot, all, all that. Yeah, uh,
2: but over the when I was in school, I started enjoying certain subjects: mm-hmm. physics, um, design, mm-hmm. and yeah, I had a real passion for putting together houses, and yeah. Today I just got moulded into that particular business. Right. Found my little niche and yeah, I've done
1: well. Yep. Got so many builders that come to me and private clients. Great. So let me ask you this then. How many other jobs have you had before you you established this? Well, it's quite
2: interesting. Um, I used to work in uh, Straco, mm-hmm. at Chips Cross, in the manufacturing side of things. And that taught me quite a bit about building. Before I got into building, mm-hmm. I also your metal wall frames and that sort of just for led those that don't know yeah for
1: those yeah. that don't know Stratco is a, a multinational uh, hardware uh, uh, outlet where you can buy all your building materials and hardware equipment and and, and a whole variety of equipment that way right and you worked for them, did you? Uh, when I was younger yes
2: which led me to wards
1: housing. Yes, not just housing. I also do uh, commercial, industrial. Mm-hmm. So y- you were sort of uh, working there, learning about the products and all the services, and that, and then years and years later, when you became uh, a planner and and doing the designs and all the rest of it, you realised that what you'd learnt then became in handy. Correct. <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent. There's so, a lot of knowledge that I learnt from that, mm-hmm. and the average
2: person would say, "Well, it's just a factory job." Yeah, but I was quite interested in products, how they were made mm-hmm. and what purposes they had. And yeah. then you start putting things together and you go, wow, we can actually apply this to
1: the career Excellent. that I want what to... A, what a great idea. See, this is what I... We talked about this um, previously with with uh, uh, one of our guests who was saying um, he was doing stuff that he didn't know. He was learning stuff he didn't know that he was learning by but having lots of different jobs. He picked up here, something here, something there, something there. And then later on when he set up his own business, he realised that by working for the different bosses, by working in different organisations and different locations, he could put all that together in his business. So really that's what you're saying as well, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah. So don't th- be afraid of doing more than one job. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Don't be afraid to learn things. Yeah. And that's um,
2: what I say is the more you learn, the better it is.
1: Yeah, well, what they say, the more you earn, the more more you you learn, learn, the more you earn. That's right. So you can learn something and put it aside and learn something and put it aside and then later on you put all those things together and you realise you've built a career or a new future for yourself. So um, when or how long ago now have you been working in this business, Michael, in your own business?
2: So I, um, I was working for an employee in the industry, Mm -hmm. and I left in 2009 to start my own business, Yep, and it was very scary.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let me ask you, what made you start your own business? So I wanted to advance.
2: I wanted to um, help clients more and more go down the um, path of designing their own places and and where I was, I hit a ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got management, you've got tiers of levels when you yep. work for a big organisation. Yep. And I just said, look, I want to go out on my own, start my own business, give it a go. Um, my wife at the time said that she was going to support me to start with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I haven't looked back since then. Oh, great. Doing quite well at the moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know you are. That's why I've got you here. <laughs> Look, what I'll do. We're, we're going to take a break. Um, no, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll just continue with this for a little while because I, I want to ask you, like, what made you? Yeah, what made you go on your own? And you said it was pretty scary. You know, did you know it was going to be scary? Did you? Um, what planning did you have before you said, "That's it, I want to go on my own"? What What forced you to do that? You know, because most people, they're either sacked, they're either made redundant or whatever. But you, you decided to go in on your own, didn't you? And nobody forced you to leave or anything like that.
2: When you work for companies, you're generally not, in con- you're not fully in control of the client. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to go through certain tiers of the business and you want to advance more yep. and you get stuck. So sometimes you just take the plunge and say, look, do I stay here? You earn a wage; it's secure, or do you go out on your own and, you know?
1: So you 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 take pondered. The risk and I did that. You thought about it for a while, correct? Yeah, and then and then you decided that rather than stay there and just cocoon yourself, you were going to try and stretch and to the next level. That's correct. Excellent, excellent. That's the sort of thing that we're trying to encourage more and more people to do. That's the sort of thing we're trying to um, ask people: what's stopping them? What's stopping them, you know? And in most cases, after they've done the jump and made the leap, they said, gee, I should have done this years ago. <laughs> did you find that same situation? I did wish I did
2: it earlier. Yeah. But also I learnt quite a bit where I was. Yeah.
1: Well, that's a, that's an important issue as well because, so where you were, um, you were with another major builder, I believe. Yeah. So can I name the builder? Yeah, yeah, of course you can.
2: So that was Scott Salisbury Homes. Yep. They taught me quite a bit. Yep. So going previous to that, I was working for a building design company Mm -hmm. and I was learning about how to design a building. But when I went to Scott Salisbury Homes, they have in-house designers, I learned how to design and about how to build Mm in-house. We learn about budgets, about how to put things together in a house and try to stick to a budget. (laughs) We learned about the uh, nitty-gritty of construction. Yep. And I applied that to uh, my business and I said, I'm going to start my own business, give it a go.
1: Excellent. Um, So, yeah, took the plunge. Yep. And you're glad you did. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. So the thing is that there's a lot of people that are frustrated, like especially now with this COVID and stuff, they don't want to go back to where they were. They don't mind doing the job that they don't they want to do it where they were doing it Thinking or from home yeah they want to work from home they want to they've got a different mental uh, attitude now the whole thing's changed a lot so they they're finding that they're getting stressed out because they think they have to go back to work they have to go back to that same job or that same location and uh, worldwide not just here in Australia but worldwide i get reports from different people that are um, really struggling with the idea of going back to work, you know, the people that have been off for a long time. And so now, if ever, is a good time to look at where you're going for the next five or ten years. Well, in saying that, it depends on the industry. Yes,
2: yes. There's certain jobs that you need to go back to. Yes. And there's certain ones that can um, apply work at home Um, procedures and... Some people can work from home.
1: Yes, well, there are, there are a lot of people now working from home that realised they could have done uh, more, you know. And I know that there was this um, lady that we mentioned a couple of times um, here on the, on the station that she was working, we're in Adelaide, and she was working in Sydney, uh, you know, four or five days a week. And um, then she sort of, because of family and whatever, she cut it down to three and four days a week, she was working in Sydney. So she'd have to fly out, on a Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon or first thing on a very early flight Monday morning to be there for board meetings and, you know, different meetings and the rest of it and stay there for three days or four days and then fly back home to Adelaide. And she was getting a huge wage and it made it worthwhile. But what happened, because of this COVID, she uh, couldn't fly and uh, they closed the borders and stuff like that. So the company said to her, look, we'll keep you at home we'll pay for a new office, we'll give you big screen TV, we'll put you. We'll pay for all your internet access and the rest of it so you can do Zoom calls and stuff like that. So she was running her whole business from Adelaide and now the, the company's turned around she's done such a good job and they said, look, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to keep you there in Adelaide but we'll give you a wage rise because we don't have to pay for a hotel accommodation, we don't have to pay transport, we don't have to pay for meals and food and all the rest of it. So she's here with a huge pay rise, living from Adelaide and enjoying it. She doesn't ever want to go back to Sydney, except if she's on holidays. Thank you very much. We'll take a break and come straight back.
0: When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality, and staff that treat you like family. Spacious COVID safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them, 8232 3006 to book. Or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home, and just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like mighty South Aussies when shopping with us, which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals, and great food lives here. Foodland, the mighty- Hi, I'm Jamie Lemura. I'm Lee Harrison. Join us every second Sunday night from 7pm on Negative Canberra, the official motorsport show of Scuderia Ferrari Club Adelaide.
2: Whether it's karting, supercars, MotoGP, Formula One, we talk all the latest news and results in the
0: motorsport world. Negative Canberra, every second Sunday from 7pm on Radio Italia 1, 87.6FM. Radio Italia Uno Sito internet www.italiauno.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram.
3: Radio Italia Uno
1: You're listening to Peter Salerno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing. Of course, um, like I always say, please support the people that support us. We are a community radio station here and uh, we help as many people as we can. If you want a product or if you have a product or service that you want to get out to the general public, let us know. It would be our pleasure to promote it for you. Um, we have some very, very specials at the moment. We're helping as many South Australian businesses to get up and running and grow their businesses as fast as possible. So let us know, get in touch with me, Peter Salono, or somebody at the radio station and we're more than happy to help you. Now, also, um, I've got to keep saying, uh, you know, support the people that support us. If you see the shops, if you see their services or you need something, get in touch with them. And thank you so much for all those that support us. And of course, if you want to sponsor our program, we're always looking for pro- uh, program sponsors and uh, you know, anything to do with Happy Business Radio, we can help you, let us know. If there's a question or something you want to know, like I said, get in touch with me, let me know. And I keep saying same thing. But if I can't help you, I know who we can. I will find the right person. We have a lot of people that come onto the program. And if you want to get in touch with them or something that you you heard that you like, share it with your friends. Um, Let them know to listen to Happy Business Radio. And uh, every Monday from 2 to 3 on Radio Italia Uno or on podcast, uh, thanks to Podcast City and Ron. So... Our special guest today is Michael Santagata. So, Michael, what is really interesting is that you grew up here in Adelaide, right, and you um, realised at an early age that you you liked drawing and design and stuff like that. But then you didn't go straight into that. You went into other jobs. You had several other jobs. And But what, what is also really good in speaking to you, you mentioned how – You were learning stuff that you didn't know you'd been needing later on in life. So by working for different companies and different builders and different areas, you sort of got into the area where you wanted to work in before you were working in it. That's correct. Isn't it? it? It's quite interesting how
2: that happened for you. I was actually heading towards mechanical engineering. Yeah. Um, I
1: wanted to specialise in robotics, Mm -hmm. but never continued with that. Yeah. So were you ever, um, like a lot of parents say, you've got to be a doctor, you've got to be an engineer, you've got to be a, a this or that. Did you have any of those pressures on you at all? Oh. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs>
2: whatever job pays the most. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my my uh, parents had a very strong upbringing of um, if you want something, you go out and earn it. Mm-hmm. And, of um, course, you know, uh, certain, certain professions pay more than others. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't work for you, you you need to move to whatever you're happy with.
1: Yeah, that's what we talk about all the time, being happy. That's why we call it happy business. And we're trying to tell people that you can actually make a lot of money if you enjoy what you're doing. That's correct. You know, you can. And and we've had lots of people prove it in lots and lots of different ways. As long as you enjoy what you're doing, you're going to make a lot of money. As soon as you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're just going to make it hell for everybody, <laughs> not just for yourself. And that's what happened when I was studying um, mechanical engineering mm-hmm.
2: and robotics. Um, I did pneumatics and hydraulic uh, circuits mm-hmm. and then just said, no, nah, this is not for me. Yeah, uh, Although it was interesting, Yeah, um, it still wasn't my wasn't your cup of tea, as Correct. they say. <laughs> and then yeah. I went back into uh, putting houses together.
1: Yeah. So it's more the design and creation of buildings and construction that you're, you're into, you know. So you're a little kid still building with building blocks. <laughs> yeah. Lego.
2: Yeah. All the Lego had to be the same colour. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And then um, from there, um, I went one step further and I got my builder's licence. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I also can construct as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. So tell us a little bit, like, um, if people are looking at um, doing an extension or building a house from scratch, do, do you help them with those sort of things? Correct. Yeah, so, so if somebody's got a house out there uh, looking for a builder or looking for somebody to give them an idea what to build, you'd be the person to talk to. So my business is...
2: Um Set up in a way that it can help uh, different types of people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're a builder and you need a designer, um, you come—you know—they'll come to me, and I will work for that builder. Yep. And I don't refer anyone else on it if it's that particular client. Yep. Uh, you do get the um, private clients as well that don't want builders right. involved at the beginning. At the beginning, yes. They want their design done, and then they shop around. Yep. So you help them get their, um, you help them find what they're after. Yep. Um, You try to get a vision of what their lifestyle is like so you can help them mould into their dream home. Design, yeah. Do they have kids? Do they have dogs? Um, Will they be working from home, which is a more common thing now. (laughs) And, you know, that way you might set up a home office where Mm. people can enter from the front and not necessarily go through go the whole Go through home. the whole house, yes. Etc. Etc. There's so many different scenarios, and you've got to get to know the people you uh, work with
1: mm-hmm. and what they're after to deliver the, the needs that they need. It's interesting that you say that, because most people say, here, come to our studio, and we've got three design homes or 10 design homes. Pick one of those designs. We'll build it for you. Yeah, so you're talking about the project homes. Yeah, the project homes and stuff like that. So project
2: that. homes are more... But uh, pre-designed and you try to sell them off to be more uh, cost-effective. Yeah,
1: but it's funny you say that because when I was years ago, years ago, when I was building a particular house that I built, I, I wanted um, a double-story house because of, uh, the block I wanted to put two two homes on it, and I didn't have enough room to put two homes on it, so I wanted to had to go up up you know, like townhouse like they call it townhouse, so had to go up. And I had two alongside each other. And um, again, I could have separated them down the wall, down the centre and waste a whole lot of thing or put the, a common wall in the middle. Now, what was really interesting, I went to two or three, at the time, this was a long time ago, um, I went to two or three different people that were supposed to be architects or designers and stuff. And literally, every one of them did the same thing. I said, oh, look, I've got a plan here that might fit you. You know, and I said, no. (laughs) You know, like they wanted, they had a plan that they had done for somebody else and they wanted me to buy that plan again. And I said, oh, that's good. I said, well, how much is this going to be? Oh, this plan here costs $6,000 or this plan here costs $4,000. And somebody said, oh, I can give you this one here for two. I said, of course you can because you've already sold it to somebody else and you want to give me the same plan. And it was quite interesting how they didn't even ask what I wanted. You know, so I'm, I was very pleased to hear that you say you work with the client. You find out what the client wants. You know,
2: it's you also have to find out what their budget is. Yes, no point giving them their dream home and then they just don't get the finance. Yeah, in the end, the whole the whole uh, exercise then is pointless.
1: Yep. So, do you actually? This is the important thing. But do, do you help them to go through council and and that sort of thing as well? So I did do that. Mm-hmm. But under the new regulations,
2: the new planning laws, um, you're better off getting a private planner mm-hmm. to do all the lodgement and all the assessment. Okay. Uh, so the process now is what I tell clients is before they design a home with me mm-hmm. or with whoever they want to design the house with uh, is to go to a planner, get all the faxes about their block. Every block now is individually assessed in Adelaide. Right. Um, then once, once they get the data... I would somebody like myself, the designer, would read through the information mm-hmm. and try to come up with what they need to fit that particular criteria. criteria. Well, and then from there, once it's all done, mm-hmm. you give it back to the planner and they lodge it on your behalf. And it also protects the clients uh, from be, having their plans rejected. Yes. So the planner do
1: can... Mediate between, say, the designer and the council. It's interesting you say that because I relate everything you're saying to um, to a business. You know, people that, some people build a house and put so much energy into the plan before they start the build, right? Because it's got to go through council approval and all the rest of it. Now, some people start a business with no pre-planning. You know, and I'll just, I think I'll start a business and, yeah, i think I'm going to do this or do that. And they start doing it without a, a you know, a six-month plan. A, you know, like I said, you talk to them about budgets. You talk to them about all these things around and whether that can fit on the plan, whether it can fit on the house, whether it fits on the block, whether it, it, whether the planner can get it through council, you know. And yet people start a business with none of that at all. Doesn't make sense, does it? No, it depends on the (laughs) business again. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll come straight back and talk about things like that about how important it is to plan. Mm
3: name, ma che importanza ha, e tu guardami in faccia e dimmi che è vero, I say, you say, ognuno nei suoi giorni, io e te ci incontriamo nella mente e nessuno ci sente, Ci vuol talento per chiamare l'amore Se chiudi occhi ti scoppi il cuore E allora resta, resta con me E allora resta, resta con me E allora resta, resta con me Ah, resta, resta con me Qui nel mio cuore vorrei, vorrei essere nel tuo passato, chissà se mi avresti cercato, se mi avresti lasciato, ma name, io name, messi vicini per caso. Dio mi hai dato ci talento per l'amore se chiudi occhi ti scoppi il cuore e allora resta resta con me e allora resta resta con me e allora resta resta con me Restauresta con me qui nel mio cuore
0: Ecco is Marie Joyce, they're brilliant. Mighty Joe's is the largest fruit market in South Australia. They handle all Italian small goods. And a family business. Yeah, that's right, four decades. Joe and Francesco, they're proud to present fresh produce from local growers and local produce markets, passing massive savings on to you. And their service is so friendly. Tell me about the opening hours. Absolutely. They're open 7 until 7, Monday to Friday, and 7 until 5, Saturday and Sundays. And they have weekly bargains and specials, like nuts and fruit and veg, cold meats, pastas, and plenty more. And they've got a new shop. They certainly have. Mighty Joes are now at 115 Findon Road, Woodville. Check their Facebook page, Mighty Joes Fruit Market. I need some fruit and veg. I'm heading down right now. I'll come down with you. Yo. Ciao.
2: Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesarstone, Unique Stone. Granito, marmo, Caesarstone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone benchtops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now eight two double six double two eight zero. Unique Stone. We won't be beaten. Come on, que stai facendo? Chiama adesso. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler, each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate. Your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts. Plus, report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions.
0: And don't forget, I'll be
2: bringing you my Open Home of the Week on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show.
1: You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for listening and especially um, thank you to everybody here in Adelaide that listens to us and please support the people that support us. We are a community radio station always looking for sponsors and people to help us and, of course, we're here to help you. We're here. Any product or service that you have that you want to advertise Get in touch with us. Let us help you grow your business. And of course, Happy Business Radio is all about growing your business and how to start and grow your business, how to keep your customers happy, how to keep your clients happy. And of course, you as the owner, how to be happy. So if you want any advice on that, give me a call, have a chat, buy me a coffee. I'll spill my guts for you. So (laughs) tell you all about it. But look, um, if you need any help from anybody, any of our previous guests or somebody that you need somebody from, let me know. If I can't help you, I'll find the right person. And today we're talking to Michael, Michael Sanagada. So Michael, thank you again for coming in. It's been great so far. I mean, what you've shared un- unwillingly or willingly, <laughs> unwittingly should I say, is that you've been learning stuff that you didn't even know you needed. But you've been learning stuff, and then when it comes to set up your own business, you realise, aha, uh-huh, that's where that's where I can use it. So you've been doing different odd jobs and different jobs, and now when you had the guts to jump and start your own business, you, you admitted, oh, I wish I'd done it earlier. <laughs> so you know, how do you feel about that? How did that make you feel at the time? Well, it made me feel good now because. Everything worked. worked out,
2: <laughs> but I, the the other question I had in my mind is if I did jump earlier, yeah, would I have had the experience that I had when I left? Yep. To start my own business, right? And that's something I wouldn't sort of, I don't can't go back and, and look out. back.
1: Yeah, but see the thing is though, um, when you started your business, and I I ask a lot of people who was your mentors, who was your coaches? You know, did you have a mentor? Did you have a coach? And, and most people say to me, no, I never had a mentor, I never had a coach, you see. If they had a coach, if they had a mentor, how much easier would it have been for them, you see. But the, the thing that you did mention was that you, um, when you started your own business, because of the fact that you had been working for a company that had a lot of plans, a lot of um, things in place like procedures, you set up a lot for your business, didn't you? That's correct. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you did there. Well, some of the procedures and uh,
2: systems that we put in place, when I say, sorry, I put in place, yes. <laughs> being a sole trader, yes, um, I learnt from uh, my previous employees, mm-hmm. uh, employers, Employers, sorry. yeah. Um, and it's just uh, life experience. Mm-hmm. And as I uh, started my business, I said, all right, let's try a couple of these new systems out. And we applied them. Some worked, some didn't work. And eventually, the business started running smoothly. Right, uh, and then you try to become more efficient. So then you implement more systems to become more efficient and eliminate any um,
1: mistakes that you make during those procedures. Yeah. So, is this Learned something you them. did? Is this something you did by yourself, or do you, did you learn from others and no, look, look I around? Pretty much learnt by myself. Yeah, but so, I have learnt on the job. Yeah, as well. Yeah, so basically because you were working for a big organisation that was had a lot of procedures in place and a lot of things in place, you decided to adopt those same sort of uh, systems, for example, or, or build uh, some, your own.
2: Some yeah, yeah. I did and some I didn't. Yeah, yeah.
1: but what I'm saying is you, you put in place the fact that the, the plans or the systems and said well, we need to have a, a system to work by. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting because see, when I talk to people in business, and I, I I go in and they've asked me to come in, or somebody's recommended that I go and talk to them, I say, "What do you do? What do you do?" Oh, well, we've been doing it like this forever. So you know, like, what? <laughs> you know, and you're still doing it? Yeah. And you know, so why? You know, have you have you has it been successful? No. So you're still doing what hasn't been successful? What? How? How soon do you change? I was, you know, you you just said that you tried some things that didn't work, and you changed them. Well, it's funny you say that because
2: there's some things that work, yeah, but the market changes, so right. you've got to be prepared to change with the market. Yes, or you'll be left behind.
1: Exactly, exactly what i what I'm meaning to say, and I, you couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better myself because what's happened around the world, the markets changed. Around the world, because of COVID, the situation's changed. The materials aren't available. The The jobs have changed. Working, working situations have changed. The borders are closed. People are in shutdown or lockdown or one thing or another. So everything's changed, hasn't it? That's correct. So people now have been forced <laughs> to make the changes. And the internet's becoming a bigger and bigger
2: uh, necessity mm-hmm. and people are learning to adapt to it. Yep. So uh, there's more time to sort of research online and rather than go out and look for products. I remember when I started my business, uh, we always had reps coming out. Yeah. And now there's no reps coming out anymore. They just send you an email. (laughs) They send you an email. Yeah. They may come out and meet you for the first time, but they just send you all the data and updates. Yep. opposed to, can we update your uh, library? Yes. And you have half a room full of... Uh, brochures. Catalogues.
1: <laughs> and then you've got to always update them.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, see... Yeah, these
1: times have changed. Yeah, well, th- nowadays they don't even send out catalogues. They go look at our database or here's a PDF file and they change their PDF files, you know. That's right, yeah. yeah. So Which it, is good because it automatically updates. Yeah, so isn't that, is that a better system of, than to have, like you said, a, a library of stuff that you, you don't look at? Much more efficient. Yeah. Uh, for and and econ- economically... They don't have to print all these brochures and pamphlets and stuff. They just put it on their website. That's correct. And people can just go and look at it and print it out if they want it.
2: That's right. Yeah. See, You can also save the
1: link and send it to your clients. Yeah. Yeah. And th- this is what I'm saying about um, businesses today. Where else could you use that same technology? You see? So if you can do it in one industry, what about in yours? So what about what are you doing that could be animated or you know, put into a, uh, a different catalogue or a different system. So design would be hard to animate because yep. every
2: job is different. Yep. It's like when you go see a tailor, you're measuring that particular block.
1: Yes. But see, the thing is, though, um, I remember oh, a long time ago, uh, this young lad that I knew, and he was working here in Adelaide and living here and still lives in Adelaide, by the way, but he works for um, Apple. Apple. He actually oh, yeah. works for Apple um, in America, but he's here in Adelaide. He does these designs, like the house designs, you know, when you used to walk through a house and see all those yeah. pictures. When they first started, he was the one that invented that sort of, uh, or he was working on the invention of those sort of programs. So he's a programmer and does those sort of things. He'd take a photograph with the camera and then put it into a computer and um, make it all animated that way. Now... You could walk through a house and do a house inspection by these cameras that he had and the, the technology that he uh, worked on. And he was supposed to go to America and work in America and he said, no, I don't want to come to America. And they said, well, you do it from there. <laughs> so now he's doing it from here in Adelaide and he works overnight, sends it over there. The next morning when they go to work, they see it all. If they need any changes, they send him a thing, he, he changes it, a da- adjusts it but he's living here in Adelaide in the Adelaide Hills and enjoying it so that's the thing about how we can animate we can change things around where we think no you know um, my wife is going through and talking to somebody about web design and this other chap has said oh yeah my chap in Bangladesh is doing mine and somebody says yes I've got this firm in England um, that looked at it and then somebody uh, in India has put it all together for them and the, this company in England, right, has got this company in India doing it for them. And it, at a third of the price that they would have got it done in England for. Yeah. You know, and it, that's where I'm saying that the, the, we need to look at where else can we get what we're doing. You know, where else can we learn from and how can we adapt? Well, depend, like I said,
2: again, it depends on the industry. Yes, um, if we talk about the manufacturing industry, you yep. know we're losing a lot in Australia. Yep. Um, the only way I could think of saving uh, the industry in Australia would be Robotics. automation. Yeah,
1: yeah, automation. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but we're a bit behind in those times, and a lot of research needs to go into it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't yeah. think I don't think Australia will ever get back into uh, manufacturing because yeah. all the other countries around the world manufacture it at a third of the price that yeah, we could do a, it here. it's a massive overlay to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we've got to take another break. We'll come straight back after this. Thank you.
0: At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding will listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else elders insurance adelaide east is a family owned and run business with italian tradition which is built on honesty integrity and trust make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited.
1: Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264
3: Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250-gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of
1: premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me,
3: Anna Ferruja, at Chapel Funerals on
0: 81825100. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.
2: Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce.
3: Radio Italia 1
1: you're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening uh, every Monday from 2 till 3 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Look, it's been a real pleasure to have Michael in the studio with us today. And, of course, like I keep saying to everybody, that um, our guests are, you know, very smart, intelligent people. They run their own businesses. They've started their own businesses. Um and we can learn a lot from them. Now, of course, if you're in business and you've got a product or a service that you want to advertise, now is a good time to get in touch with somebody at Radio Italia Uno because Radio Italia Uno, it doesn't matter what business or what service you're providing, we are offering very, very good rates. We want to help you grow your business. We want to take your business to the next level. We want to get you as many clients as you want. And um, the only way to do that is on radio because radio people talk and talk to each other. They talk to their friends, they talk to their relatives and they say, I went here, I bought this, I bought that. That's where I got it from. That's what business is really all about. That's what I'm here for. Happy Business Radio. I want to help you to grow your business and take it to the next level. I want to make sure that you don't just close your doors. You can sell your business, get your business ready for sale, get your business so that it takes you to the next level as well. If you grow, your business will grow. And like we said earlier, the more you learn, the more you earn. And I can help you. And like I said, if you need help with your business or to grow your business, if I can't help you, I know who can. So today we've been talking to Michael um, and Michael Thank you for coming in. I really appreciated you coming in. I know that you're a busy man, and I know you work a lot in the evenings doing designs and okay, stuff. Okay, thank you for having because, me. Because, yeah, during the day, you've got phone call after phone call after phone call. In the evening, you've got a little bit less phone call and more drawing time <laughs> or design time. But um, you, you were saying earlier as well that, you know, you, you took the leap of faith. You, you started your own business. What did you expect to do then? I mean, what what was your plan then? Was it to have a huge business or did you always just intend to be, a, you know, a small enterprise? So I was happy with small to start mm-hmm. with. Yeah.
2: And, you know, it was hard for the first year or two, mm-hmm. of course. You know, you get your clients come in and then you've done their jobs and you need to get your regulars in. So um, I went out in search of regular clients, mm-hmm. and eventually I found my niche market, so now we service regular clients and one-off clients, and sometimes those one-off clients become repeat clients, right? or word of mouth, it's quite a strong, mm-hmm. um, that's probably one of your strongest point things, yeah. points, yeah, and to be honest I haven't advertised for a long time, Yep. Um, I've just
1: got so much work coming in. That's good, that's good, it, it shows that you whatever you're doing, you're doing it well, and, you know, your, your client base will keep referring you. And that's what happens. People say, oh, who did this? Or who did this extension? Or did this house, you know? So you, you're obviously doing something right, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So what um, what are your plans now, like for the future, with your business? What what do you intend to do to that? Do you, I mean, do you want to grow it to a bigger, to the next level? Or are you happy keeping it that size? At the moment, there is a shortage of
2: qualified people Um, people that want to work in my industry right Um, the thing is a lot of them if they're good want to start their own business yes (laughs) and if they're no good you've got to train them up and you need to spend the time to train them yes and you're in that I'm in that situation where I don't have time to train them so um, it's it could be something that could maybe work down the track Mm -hmm. growing the business but at the moment pretty comfortable where I am yep
1: yeah, so that's good, that's not, good. Not that,
2: necessarily big is better sometimes.
1: No, no, that's, that's my point. I want to make that point again, you know, as long as you're happy with what you're doing, you know, because some people um, want to be a small business. They don't want to grow to a big, big business, but they're making a good living, a good income from it. But then other people um, are having trouble even remaining small, you know, and in some cases, you know, we've mentioned it before, you either get big or get out. You know, you sort of got to get big or get out. You got to, you got to keep growing as, as situations ask you to grow. You know, exactly. And then, and then others say, no, look, I, I'll keep this small part, and anything big, I'll hand over to somebody else. And then you have network of other people working, in a way, working for you. That does work. Yeah, yeah, and that's what, that's what I found, um, especially during this COVID period. Um, I've had a few businesses that I've been coaching or working with and they said, we can't do this anymore because we had five people and now we've only got three or we had 10 people or 15 or 20 and now we've only got 10. You know, we can't take on that big contract, but we know that we gave it to the person who was one of our competitors, you know, or somebody else I know that does the same sort of thing. On sale, and, and yeah, they've they've uh, not only on sale, but they've they've helped another builder and or they've helped another uh, company to grow their business. You know, during this period of time. So no, look, we our time is up already, Michael. Wow, We're, yeah, that's quite quick. <laughs> that's what everybody says. It went so quick. Thank you very much to all our listeners. Thank you so much to everybody, and Michael. Thank you for coming in. I no, really thank appreciate you for having it. me. It's been great. There's there's quite a lot of gems in that. We, we picked up quite a few jewels. So if you want to hear it again, please go back and listen to it again. Thank you very much to Podcast City. Thank you to Radio Italia Uno and all our regular listeners. Keep on listening. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you soon next time. Thank you. Ciao. Arrivederci. <laughs>
0: You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.